You are listening to iFanboys Talk Explode with Ryan Stegman. This is Josh Flanagan from iFanboy.com. Today I am talking to Marvel exclusive artist Ryan Stegman about his upcoming run on She-Hulk. We talk a lot about what it's like to break into the business, become a young artist with a Marvel exclusive contract, and all sorts of stuff. Stay tuned for a fun chat. I am here with Ryan Stegman. How are you doing today? Good. We are. Don't be nervous. <laughs> You've a beautiful view. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we're here in New York. We're in your hotel room. This is this is not creepy at all. No. <laughs> Especially since we know each other from Twitter. Yeah, we're Twitter friends. Yeah. So that's that's weird. I was thinking about it. I'm going somewhere to somebody's hotel room. I've never met him in real. I've never spoken to him. I don't know what you look like. Yeah. I'd like to go on record saying I would like to share a hotel room with all my followers on Twitter. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, now, recently you um, signed an exclusive deal with Marvel. Right. You're, you're doing art for them. You're going to be doing She-Hulk's coming out in November? November. November with Harrison Wilcox? Yeah. Is that, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Um, tell me, how did that come about? Is are you, are you a Hulk person or is this like a new world? Um, I've been a fan of the Hulk, but I wasn't necessarily reading it right now. Um, but I did catch up, obviously, to uh, start this. But... Um, I guess it started when I did the uh, the backups with, um, uh, well, it was, Harrison worked with Jeff Loeb yeah. um, in television, and uh, I think he was his assistant or something. Yeah, and, I looked uh, it up. He, 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 was, he was Jeff Loeb's assistant. Sterling Gates was, uh, Jeff, John's was Jeff John's assistant. I, swear, I used to live in L.A. I swear to God, I wrote a letter to both of those guys. Really? Like, in the last, like, Eight or nine years ago, I was like, "Hey, I read comics and I need a job. I'd like if you need an assistant." Both of those guys. Oh, really? They, yeah, and they both said no. Yeah, I don't know how you get the job in the first. Place. I don't, but I'm, I was like, "Oh, I thought of that. And it didn't work for yeah. me." Anyway, well, um, so I started doing the backups, and then I started getting emails from Jeff Loeb, which was pretty surreal, mm-hmm. you know, for me. And uh, we just did the backups, and after they were done, um, they Loeb actually kind of hinted at maybe uh, some some more work, but. He didn't really say what it was, and my editor said that actually might be a little bit premature. We don't know if it's going to go through yet. <laughs> and then uh, I kind of found out what it was uh, slowly over time, and then it just took a little while, and they got all the approvals, and then I started. So now is this is this like your first ongoing ongoing like first yes because you know, you've this, done miniseries, right. you've done one shots and little runs. I mean, I did like the magician thing that I did, which was a while ago. Um, was kind of I mean, it was a lot of issues. And, but it wasn't really like Marvel proper. It was a uh, novel adaptation. And uh, yeah, so this is the, the really the other thing that I did in the main universe was the Hercules. And that was just kind of three fill-in mm-hmm. issues. So this is my first, you know. So, so let's, let's, let us go back and then and explore your, or where where'd you come from? How'd you get your start in the industry? What was? Uh... Um, well, I, I just, you know, the website Digital Webbing. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to just post stuff on there uh, when I was, you know, after I finished college, where I got an English degree, you know. Which, so it's nothing. Yeah, I couldn't do anything else <laughs> but draw. Uh, so I did that, and then um, I basically posted some samples, and I got contacted about doing an indie series called Midnight Kiss, which is how I met Paulo. 
And wait, I guess it's the, okay. Paulo from Cadence Comics is in the room who's, also. Who's the who's who's the art dealer? Right. Which sounds more uh, malevolent than it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did this. So I so I got contacted by Tony Lee, um, who does like I think he writes uh, for a lot of stuff for IDW. He's Doctor Who right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, he had an indie series that he wanted me to do, and uh, I started doing it. And mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, we did have a publisher, but, you know, things got a little dicey. But eventually the book came out, and I did five issues of that. And then um, from that, I kind of piggybacked it into doing this book, uh, Magician Apprentice, for the Dable Brothers, mm-hmm. um, who at the time that I started, like right when I started, Marvel actually bought them mm-hmm. and started publishing their novel adaptations which was magician apprentice so you became a you became a marvel published artist without meaning to right and but it was (laughs) it wasn't like i was really communicating with marvel editors Mm -hmm. i mean dable brothers had their own people uh it said marvel on the cover which was pretty neat but it wasn't like i was getting you know paid like a marvel artist or anything and uh but then what happened was the the whole thing dissolved with the dable brothers and marvel took over the books Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden i was under uh, Mark Paniccia as my editor and uh, he um, kind of I think he you know he I don't know if he liked my stuff at first or <laughs> if he was just okay with it but uh, after I finished Magician Apprentice the first series um, I don't know if I, I in my head I still convinced myself that it was like a pity job mm-hmm. where he was like well he needs work because we finished this thing so he gave me the um, Marvel Adventure Spider-Man mm-hmm. uh, ish. I did two issues of that and then I went back and did some more Magician Apprentice and then by the time I finished the second series of Magician Apprentice uh, I think he he actually started to you know want to give me more work mm-hmm. so then they gave me the Hercules fill-in and then uh, I think they saw some of the um, lady covers I was doing for Xenoscope and stuff mm-hmm. and realized, oh, that's how he should be utilized. And right. so they started giving me so, know, female stuff. So you were in school for English. Right. And then like like were you were you just working at like working a job doing something else and, and I worked in a stock room. Worked in a stock room? At, a, at the mall. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Did that for about six months and then uh, I really really I, I lived in my parents' basement mm-hmm. for a couple years and then you know, was able to build my career from there. And had you like like when did you decide like this is I, I want to go make comics now like like oh when I was like fifteen I okay mean, that that was what I told everybody all along mm-hmm. it was just that I uh, never was mature enough to make the decision hey this is how I have to go about it and you know because I was young and mm-hmm. whatever and everybody was going to Michigan State all my friends were so I went mm-hmm. uh, you know and then I kind of about midway through I started thinking well if I want to draw comic books what am I doing here and then I you know I just liked English mm-hmm. and I wanted to graduate so I just started taking just decided to finish out in that and then uh, afterwards I kind of you know had no safety net and freaked out and realized I had to actually do it if I was going to do it so mm-hmm. yeah and when were you able when were you able to quit your job I like this quite this is one of my favorite quotes. when were you able to quit your job well that I mean that's comics? that's a uh, when was I actually making a living doing comics uh-huh. is a better question because okay. I, I quit my job and lost like 30 pounds because I couldn't eat <laughs> so maybe uh, I should no. yeah so I uh, I would say that I wasn't able to make a living until probably um, after the Dable Brothers thing kind of dissolved and Marvel took over mm-hmm. then I was making you know a modest you know you don't have to tell me what you made yeah no, no uh, but I was able to, I was able to get by and uh yeah, that was the first time. So mm-hmm. probably about um, 
two or three years ago. Okay. Now, now, when you sort of look back at, at that work, have you see, you think you've seen like because you, you can go to school for any of this stuff right. or anything like that? Do, like, does that work still hold up for you? Or no, absolutely no? not. No. I mean, I, I don't want to say that because people own these books, and I don't want sure. them to think that you know. I, did, I mean, I put everything I had into them. Gotcha. Uh, but I would say that. Uh, I mean, there's some there's some drawings that you know Paulo, who's in the room, uh, likes to make fun of me about because the, I used to draw these like gigantic eyes, and I, w- <laughs> I was trying all kinds of different styles. I mean, you can see like in in Magician, like it'll go from me drawing one way to all of a sudden I'm drawing realistic to back to cartoony mm-hmm. to you know just trying to figure things out, and uh, it it does not hold up. No. <laughs> but I mean that's that's the case with any with well, any art. I mean, I would hope so. Like two anything I did two months ago, I can look at it and be like, oh my god, like. <laughs> Why didn't I realize that? They so did? you were really sort of learning on the job as you went. Oh yeah, I guess. Yes. Um, and one of the things I notice is that um, you know, if you look on Twitter, there's there's this huge community of artists and things that mm-hmm. are going on like that. Like, has that been has that been like a big deal for you? Um, I really like it. I mean, I think that uh, if I always say that if I would have if you would have told my if there if Twitter would have existed when I was 15 years old, mm-hmm. there's nothing else I would have done. <laughs> All I would have wanted to do was try and communicate with creators, you know? Like, I loved doing that when the internet... Then you would have been one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, which is why I try and communicate with everybody yeah. on there, because I know how, how I felt. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was... Um, th- early on in the, when the internet, you know, started... <laughs> Way back. Yeah, uh, there used Phones to be like were a, the size of your hand. Yeah, really. Uh, there was the um, wizard... Wizard.com had a chat room, mm-hmm. and sometimes creators would hang out there, and I just thought that was the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so now it's still cool. It's not the same feeling, but I, I do like it um, from the sense of when I'm working now, uh, something about Twitter makes you feel less uh, Alone. solitary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, because I can get on there and see that other people are struggling, and they're, they're working at the same time that yeah, well, I am. And, and that's one of the things that I notice is that, I'll, and especially artists, more, artists more so, artists tend to talk about craft more than, mm-hmm. than uh, like, even the writers do. The writers will make, you know, oh, yeah. if you, you codify it like that. But you can see, you know, the artists will start talking about other artists and talk mm-hmm. about, you know, the reference and, and the books that they were looking at oh, and yeah. things like that. And I would imagine that that's something that... Well, that's just, like, all I think about right. 24 hours a day. So, of course, I have to, you know... No, it's it's impossible to not talk mm-hmm. about it. But, yeah. um, no, it, that's actually really cool. So, um, how you know? I, I tend you seem to be part of this like Midwest mm-hmm. uh, comics culture thing, and you know a lot of the guys from Chicago who are mm-hmm. you know in around comics and stuff like right. that. Um, is that sort of does that did that sort of networking thing help you all at, at, out at all? Or um, I mean, I wouldn't really say necessarily with um, Marvel. I I mean, like like I said, my mm-hmm. my story was. <laughs> I, I, I basically went in the back door right. and then just never left. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and really, at Marvel, I've only worked for one editor. Mm-hmm. It's not like I've... Well, oh, I, I've worked for two now. When I did the SIF one-shot, I was mm-hmm. working for uh, another editor. But uh, really, I only know those editors. Right. <laughs> and uh, I know a lot of other artists and stuff, and I think that sometimes maybe your name can get brought up in conversation when they're talking to right. other people. But uh, So... It's just one of those you things. It's interesting how the, how the industry works sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I am curious. So um, I guess when you first came up, what was the stuff that you were reading? What were the thing? What were the you know who were the artists that you were like? I, I when I was when I was like first started reading. Yeah, comics? I, or, yeah I, I guess like, I, I started. I didn't even start reading them until I was like fifteen. What was the first artist or so? I guess then that 
like you were like I know that like, you knew that name. Oh, Todd like, McFarlane. Todd McFarlane. No question. He's I mean, a- even before I had a, had read a comic, somebody came to school with a Spawn T-shirt on, and mm-hmm. I was like, "That is the coolest thing I've ever seen." And mm-hmm. that that was kind of what led me to buy my first comic, which is also at the same time point when I realized, "Oh my gosh, somebody gets paid to do those." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then it was like from there it was uh, Greg Capullo. Because he did Spawn also, mm-hmm. you know, and that's all I read for a couple years, and then and then after that image, and then it just slowly rolled into everything else. And then is that so? So did you start off trying to draw like those guys, or I think so. I I mean I don't really. I wish I would have kept the stuff that I was doing, but um, I don't really know what I was trying to do. Uh, <laughs> I think every time I drew a panel, I was probably trying to do some, something that somebody else did, and then. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, there's throughout all the work that I've done. I think that you can always kind of see what in, what's influencing me at that moment. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, and then and then like like so as you as you move on, like is is that the same kind of stuff that you really like now? Or, I, or, is, yeah. or is yeah. Well, I still really like like Greg Capullo. Mm-hmm. I, I love it, and I and I still you know I still have a soft spot for McFarlane. And all it, I I completely Amazing Spider-Man three fifteen was my first book, yeah. and, and it was the same thing. I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't know they there's could so look much like energy this. and yes. all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Why does he talk like he's from Brooklyn, though? <laughs> he lives in Arizona. He's from Canada. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an answer. For uh, I don't know. But uh, those guys, I, I mean, I, I, I still really uh, gravitate towards things, art with a lot of energy in it mm-hmm. and a lot of, you know, so, somewhat cartoony, a lot of very expressive stuff. Um, cartoony is one of those words that I've, I've talked about artists a lot lately. Yeah. And, like, people don't like to use it, but they don't have a better word. Well, I feel like um, there's two different types. Sometimes people say too cartoony, and I and I get it as like a as like a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I feel like there's there's this type of too cartoony that's like not based on there's not enough uh, structure underneath it. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, then there's cartoony just in like the awesome way. You know, yeah. like uh, I, I would say like a like J. Scott Campbell or R. Adams is cartoony or. You know, even Scotty is yeah. uh, super cartoony, and but there's so much. He he's coming from a place of knowing so much about his craft. That mm-hmm. It's funny because cartoony, cause like that, that to me isn't a negative thing anymore. The only time that it ever feels almost slightly appropriate is sometimes they'll choose somebody who has, I guess, a, a, a sort of a lighter. I want to say icon, not like you know, like more representative than realistic style right. on something that's really dark, mm-hmm. and and some some fans think it doesn't work. You know, right. but like if you look at something like like Lock and Key, right. that's exactly what they've done there. It works really well. Well, I, I feel like there can there can be the the cartoony artist mm-hmm. that works on the dark stuff if they do it dark, mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes they don't. Yeah, you know, and then they're just doing the the light stuff on. So how would you? I like asking how how do you how would you describe your style at this point then? Oh my gosh, this is <laughs> the artist. Really they difficult. hate when I ask this. Yeah, because I I never know where I'm at. I mean. Uh, I really want to do so. All, all I want to do is is I want everything to feel like it moves. I mm-hmm. want the characters to act. Uh, I don't want them to just stand there, you know. I want when they, when there's comedic moments, I want them to be to look and be funny. Mm-hmm. And when there's you know sad moments, I want to be able to do that. And and I just, I mean, that's really it. Is what's what's the kind of thing that that you that you tend to focus on a lot as you're going because I like I'll talk to a lot of artists and they'll you know like I'm totally focusing on storytelling all the time right. and and there's acting and there's the like what's the what's the thing that that is most important to you uh, to sort sto- of get well storytelling right. clarity of storytelling mm-hmm. um uh I really can't I can't handle it when I pick up a book and 
the art is cluttered because mm-hmm. it makes me feel like I can't breathe when I'm reading it or something, you know, like it's just too much for me to handle and I have to like, you know, decipher like it's a code. You do that thing where you go back. Wait, yeah. I missed something. Oh, why is that guy yeah. standing there? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want really well composed things. I want to know where my eye is supposed to be all the time. Uh, and I, and I really want, um, the characters right now. This is just a specific thing that I'm really on right now. Uh, like on, Issue two of She-Hulk's, I just said I'm, there is going to be nobody just standing around. Every single person's going to be doing something. And it's not going to be, like, in-your-face acting, mm-hmm. you know, like where they, you know. But, you know, how rare is it that somebody just stands there with their arms crossed and has a full conversation, you know, the whole time, you know. In an Avengers book? Well, yeah. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, uh, that... that uh, I don't like drawing that. Mm-hmm. It, it, I lose focus a lot if I'm if I'm not if I don't have like a gesture or uh, an emotion to focus on when I'm drawing it. Like I'll start noodling at some drawing where a guy's just standing there. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really focusing on the acting right now. Is that like a thing where like if you're if you're if you're like an actor or an improv actor or something like that, they always tell you you know you're not don't just do nothing. You have to right. do something with your hand. Find a thing to do. Right. You know? Well, it's like it's like the. Uh, I really started thinking about it, and it, it's not like it, I hadn't thought of it before, but I was watching, I've been watching Jaws, like, repeatedly lately. <laughs> I don't know why. And uh, <laughs> That's me. That's, yeah. uh, I don't know if, that's the finest film ever made. So. I, I, I think I might agree with you. I okay. Think I decided good, that. Good enough. And um, <laughs> I'm done here. <laughs> you know how, like, yep. there's a scene early on where uh, they're in the, the shed. Uh, what's the... Uh, Quint is um he he they could just be talking but he's like walking around and he's just doing manically all doing things. yeah throwing things to them and like tie a sheep shank yeah exactly and uh, and he hands him drink this cup I, yeah I don't drink it okay I don't. yeah and that's just what I want mm-hmm. in my work is that as because I feel like that is one of those things that they do in movies that keeps you from just like sitting there and saying oh they're just talking you know like it just gives you something to to look at mm-hmm. even though it, does, it it might be irrelevant but it's kind of giving you a little bit of insight into his character is that easier in a book that now I don't know if I don't know if She-Hulk's is, is like a funny book or not it, it, it's got humor right because historically that character is sort mm-hmm. of done in such a way that it's always been so does that make it I guess more fun for you oh I think so yeah I, mean, I, I don't think that I knew that was going to be uh, something that I enjoyed so much going mm-hmm. in because I really hadn't done a whole lot of uh I mean, it's it's. I wouldn't say it's like silly, but no. it's definitely the characters are very you know, uh, they're they're funny, mm-hmm. and they so they, um, yeah. <laughs> well, in in the same way, it was I mean, the Incredible Hercules is kind of kind of a funny. Oh book. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I imagine that's going to be a lot of fun to do. Yeah, that was uh, that was where I first I think started to get to play around with doing like comedic acting because mm-hmm. I mean, like in the Marvel Adventures books, there's comedy in them. Um, but they're kind of uh, it's it's less everything's ha- there has to be so much that happens mm-hmm. because they're they're self-contained mm-hmm. uh, that you don't get to really like have like a three-panel sequence of something funny happening. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Hercules, I got to do that and I got to show him being you know because he's kind of slapstick you know yeah and uh, I got to show him like really moving around and using space and everything and mm-hmm. it was, it was, that was where I started to realize that that was something that I wanted to do and then I just got lucky that this mm-hmm. happens to have the same stuff so um, and then I guess in, in the She-Hulk so it, it sort of it plays a little bit into that sort of funny yeah uh, sort of past stuff but also I mean 
the stuff that was going on in Red Hulk or in Hulk and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it all ties heavy. in. It. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a, there's like a um, the opening scene of issue two. I mean, there's like a really dark, uh, like almost like Hannibal Lecter type scene. You know, there's the, it gets dark and mm-hmm. it get it just it it, it covers everything mm-hmm. really. I feel like okay. Um, so you've been you've been comics all that long, mm-hmm. I guess. But have you been reading comics sort of straight through for a long time or anything like that? I had a when I was in college, I didn't have enough money to read right. comics. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I read my roommates. Yeah, that's how well, I got back in. Yeah, none of none of my friends really read them, so I didn't have any mm-hmm. uh, any luck with that. I read like Daredevil Ninja because one of my friends picked up like a pack at the mall of, mm-hmm. of comics that like just random comics at the mall. But uh, yeah, so I was out of it for that period of time. But then I, you know, when I finished college and had, well, I guess I didn't really have money, but I started reading them again somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm um, I'm curious, like, what are the what are the kinds of things that you'd like? What are the kind of characters that you, that you that you really like to do going forward? Like, what are the? I mean, I know you're on this book for the yeah. foreseeable future, but is there anything like you just love? You just love to have a crack at a, a certain book or a character or something. Well, like I've that? I, I've learned through this the uh, She Hulk's um, book that I really like drawing the Hulk yeah. himself, uh, which I think that that would lend itself well to what I like to do because of the the movement and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But I mean, I guess it's a little less humorous, but. Kind of is. Yeah. When I was be. reading Red Hulk, I was like, I was like, this is kind of funny. Yeah. When whenever he just yells, Hulk is the strongest one there is. That's one of the funniest things in comics. Yeah. They knew they knew that they were being funny. I think too. Yeah. When they did it. But uh, <laughs> I really, the more that I think about it, if we can make She Hulk's a success, I'll do it for as long as mm-hmm. as I can because it's it's right up my alley. I mean, I I really like drawing uh, women. I really like drawing, uh, you know comedy i like drawing the dark stuff and since it has all that stuff and uh it's got plenty of you know uh fighting Mm. you know which i love to draw because that's you know again the motion and all that stuff so um this is weird but one of the things that always comes up when you hear this when you have female characters like that there's this loaded topic that happens Mm -hmm. in comics and it's the power girl topic or is it it cheesecake or is it do you think about stuff like that you do because you draw the 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 sexy ladies yeah uh i do i mean i'll i'll embrace i sometimes think that cheesecake sometimes i like the comedy cheesecake Mm -hmm. i like it to be silly and funny but in in she hulks i wouldn't say that i I do that as much it was like in sif Mm -hmm. you know i really didn't i didn't want to play up uh sexuality really um where, because she's, I, I wanted her to be more like a warrior, and I wanted you to just take her as the warrior mm-hmm. character that she is. Uh, she hulks. There's, you know, there, there'll be moments of uh, sexuality, but no butt shot for no reason. Yeah, no, I won't do that. I won't do that. But uh, <laughs> but if you like, do you think does that like cross your mind? Something like I just drew her ass there, and I don't know why. Um, I haven't done it yet. Okay, <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, you know, like. Yeah, because it's one of those things. That but I, I don't. I, I wouldn't shy away from it. I don't. Right. I, I don't have a problem with that. I think that they are like you know strong, sexy female characters, mm-hmm. and if that comes across, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's 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 totally fair. But I, I don't. I don't really get the. Some people seem to think that that means that the book has no substance, or like mm-hmm. other books in the past, uh, when they do it, 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 it like I think maybe when it when it's too over the top, it pulls them out of the story, which I understand. Right. Uh, and that's why I don't really do that type of stuff. But if there, if something happens to be, you know, sexy, 
Who right. cares? No, I think that's actually a good way to look at it. Like, yeah. if it's part of it, then yeah. that's fine. But if it's just sort right. of wedged it's not in like, there. Yeah, I would never just throw it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, in, in sort of looking around at, at different artists and things like that, what kind of stuff are you really digging on lately? Oh, well, I mean, I love uh, anything that Olivier Coipel does. Yeah, he got real good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, he wasn't bad to begin with, yeah. but it's somebody got real good, too. Yeah, he just does some stuff. Every once in a while, you know, artists will start doing things that you just think, I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. And he's doing that right now. You know, Sean Murphy is doing the same thing. Uh, you know, do you know Sean's work? Uh, uh, Joe the Barbarian, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like, uh, you know, everything that Scotty's been doing on Oz. Um Oh, I love uh, Ultimate X, Arthur mm-hmm. Adams. Well. So good to see him. Like <laughs> he's just killing it, and uh, that's off the top of my head. So, are you still seeing stuff like when you start seeing stuff like that? Do you are you like, oh, I can use that? I can, I can. Well, and you know, not steal, but you know, you like you're seeing techniques and things that they do. Yeah, I'm constantly learning new techniques from mm-hmm. reading um, books. I mean, a lot of stuff techniques. Uh, I read. I'll read a lot of manga, and I get a lot of technique like storytelling technique mm-hmm. stuff from that and then you can't help but absorb it when you're reading stuff i, I really like uh like art art adams on uh all is, or is it called ultimate comics x i can't I remember well it's it, he's doing a really nice straightforward storytelling style where i never wonder where i'm supposed to look in a panel and mm-hmm. i really appreciate that and i think mm-hmm. that I, that has kind of translated into what i'm trying to do so you were recently signed as an exclusive mm-hmm. to to Marvel. So what does that mean? Well, I first of all like the shock of it for me because really as an outsider uh, when I wanted to be a comic book artist, I was like, mm-hmm. "That's that'll be awesome if I ever get to that point where they give me an exclusive deal." And uh, the fact that I got one when I did and didn't expect it mm-hmm. was like the, one of the craziest surprises in my entire life, you know. Cause Were you just, just like, it was like a normal day, phone rings? Well, yeah, I mean, no, I was at uh, C2E2, mm-hmm. and um, one of the, you know, executives over at Marvel came up and he started talking to me and he said, he, he didn't call it an exclusive, he just said, we want to give you a contract for a year. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was just like, um, well, of course, yeah, sure, of course. Um, <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Yeah, it's and uh, and then, but in my head, I was just like, well, that's not an exclusive because he would have said uh-huh. exclusive, and there's no way they're giving me an exclusive. And then I went and told Scotty about it because uh, he was at the show, and I was like, yeah, he said he's going to give me a, a contract for a year, and he's like, an exclusive, and I was like, no, no, and he's like, no, that's an exclusive, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, but I guess uh, what it means to me now is just that. I have job security for the first time mm-hmm. since I started drawing comic books because really that that can be really nerve wracking. I mean, there was times where I was like, I don't. I mean, like, you know, even when I was been working for Marvel, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what, where my next job is mm-hmm. coming from. Now, now, and and I don't mean in in terms of specifics, but does it work so in such a way that like you you know you're gonna get a certain number of pages? It's a cer- it, 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 they they guarantee you a certain number of issues if you can handle it. Okay. Uh, in whatever time frame. Okay. And my exclusive is, you know, for a year. So, that's really cool. Yeah, I must like. Did you do you feel like now you're through the door? You've made it. Are you in? I feel pretty good um, for the first time, like since I started, because like you just never know where you stand. Mm-hmm. But this means this meant to me. Oh my gosh, there are actually people at Marvel that know I exist. <laughs> you know, because before it's just like, hey, it was like almost felt like 
hey, we ha- we have an opening and uh, we just need somebody to do it, so just take it. <laughs> and then it was like I did a couple things, and then I started getting like hearing things like, like well, like having Jeff Loeb email me. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I talked to. Joe Casada and he he suggested you for this job and all that stuff and I was just like what <laughs> Joe knows me <laughs> yeah. like he what and uh, yeah so it yeah okay all right well I th- I think that's all that I I got uh, and you only have She Hulk's coming up so you don't have anything else you need right to just plug. The, yeah, no, yeah so yeah. then you're fine I have a project that I've been working on for like a year that for Marvel mm-hmm. that. Uh, won't be coming out until I and guess you, I finish it but they, they're they giving me stuff in between right. so who knows when and you can't be. tell us what that is so it's I'd, an online thing yeah, that's okay. all I can really say alright all, all you comic people telling me about stuff you can't tell me about <laughs> all the time with you oh there's a oh I can't say anything about yeah. that it's not I your wish fault. I could say more it's fine don't worry about it alright well thanks a lot Ryan and uh, we'll look forward to She-Hulk in November She-Hulk's yep one of the old, not, the, not the John Byrne series right. that's different did you have to go back and reread that uh, I didn't, but I made a mistake the other day because I I hadn't. Oh. So I'm kind of I'm probably gonna do that. I think you should do that. <laughs> yeah. I she made ta- a drawing mistake. She and talks like, to the camera, uh, you know. You can start oh, yeah. doing that a really? lot. Every panel, look at read at you the reader through your I'll soul. Just, I'll start suggesting that, or I'll just start doing it. But, yeah, I think <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad idea. <laughs> Thanks to Ryan for talking to us. You can get She-Hulks in November, and you can follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Stegman. One word, very easy, and I, I highly recommend it is what I'm telling you. Get over to iFanboy.com if you want to talk about this episode and see all the other cool stuff there. Thanks very much, and we'll talk to you later.